Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At the end of the day, you know, we, we saw, you know, there's no, there's no ugly wins in this league. Every win is tough. You know, you, any time you can win in professional sports, it's, uh, you know, you have to do something right and holding the team to 88, no matter if it, if it was a back-to-back um, or if they have, you know, a, a guy out, um, you're doing something right there. Hey, it's another Wolves Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. We're going to dive in with our friend Dane Moore from the Dane Moore NBA podcast. And also, I haven't paid a ton of attention to Warriors games, but I saw some amazing Andrew Wiggins headlines yesterday that we need to dive into as well. Plus, write that down on Mackie and Judd. After we say hello to our friends at Federated Insurance, Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. As a business owner out there, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, uh, that's where MyShield comes in, and that's where Federated has been innovating. You can download the MyShield app to your phone and check it out. You can also just go to federatedinsurance.com and click on my shield to find out more information. And uh, you can also on federatedinsurance.com find contact info for your local marketing representative. Remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in. Wednesday means we make predictions that are almost assuredly going to be wrong in the future and hold Speak each other yourself. accountable. Speak for yeah, yourself. Batting champ, batting average champion all right, right, all right here. Ted Williams. Mr. Uh-huh. 400 batting average. I'm just spraying that baseball all over the park. Opposite field, pulling a little bit. I'm real good. Actually, you guys will appreciate I went back. So our database of write that down statistics goes back to 2018. We started the segment earlier than that, but like the actual tracking of stats goes back three seasons, like, and I have accumulated and tallied the all-time hits list and the all-time home runs list. Write that down, so, reference.com. We should create we should that. Create it. Yeah, I like it. Right there. It can be part of the stathead.com collection. That's right. But uh, we're, we're bringing back another Wolves Wednesday here. We're going to get to the Andrew Wiggins uh, narrative that's coming out of San Francisco in just a little bit. But our friend Dane Moore, you can find him hosting the Dane Moore NBA podcast near daily episodes uh, so far this year, uh, him talking Timberwolves and NBA, and you can support his work covering the Timberwolves at patreon.com slash Dane Moore NBA. What's up, Dane? Thanks for coming on, man. What's up, man? Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, I feel like what we, we talked last time we did this, we're like, Oh, everybody's really into the wolves because it's the off season. 
and they're going to forget about them once the season starts going. And that's what I thought was going to happen here with this six-game losing streak. But I feel like you just give them one win. You just give them one win, and everybody starts coming back in. And I feel like people are kind of into the Wolves again. Just, just, just like maybe, just pull a little, little bit of a treat. Reel them back there. in. Yep. Pull them back, baby. So I know Judd's in. Judd's in. I'm all in. Fox Sports North guy right here. Well, I was telling these guys, too. So Judd, Judd is the only one of the three of us that has one of the few platforms that you can actually watch Timberwolves games on. Like, legally. Declan and I have been cord cutters. And so we let's just say we have found ways to watch the Timberwolves. And we will leave it at that. We have found ways to watch the Timberwolves. But I would appreciate if they would come back to YouTube TV and Hulu TV. But here we are. I mean, is that going to happen? Like, what, what in the world? Like, how how is this a thing? Like, Fox Sports North is not on, like, 80% of things that... It's nuts. Also, like, this is... We, we ranted about this a couple weeks ago. Are we not to a point in 2021 with NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball, which are... The NFL has national TV deals, so it's different, but, like... I am sitting here as a customer, and Declan's sitting here as a customer saying, I will happily pay like 15 bucks a month for Fox Sports North straight up. Like, just give me the option. I, I pay 10 bucks a month for WWE Network, for God's sakes. Like, yeah. give me Fox Sports North. I pay 200 bucks for uh, NBA League Pass, and I can't watch Timberwolves games. Right. Oh, that's, the mo- that's, a stup- that's the stupidest thing of all time. That and baseball, it's the same thing, Dane. It is just stupid. But in the, the Wolves case, too, it's incredible because there are no fans, so like their only way to communicate, right? Like their only way to get their product, good or bad, out there is is for fans to be able to tune in and watch. And you are basically telling people in their twenties and thirties, probably, who want to stream games, buzz off. It's an incredible. It it is as bad a business model as you can possibly have to tell young people who you want to watch basketball. Uh, sorry about that. You can't watch the Wolves because we're only on like two services. Yeah. The best thing is that when I get emails from people who say, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been watching the games, but I listen to the podcast. I really disagree with you about Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you know about Jared Vanderbilt? You pucks. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. we're not responding to this. <laughs> so, all right, so we're, we're ten games into this thing. Carl Anthony Towns has played in three games. So it's it's a little bit hard to evaluate the 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 polished product because the the, the thing that they're building everything around has only been part of thirty percent of the games. But what is your number one takeaway from watching ten games of Timberwolves basketball so far this year? My number one takeaway is that they are completely completely incompetent without Carl Anthony Towns. And one B is that they're probably a playoff level team with Carl Anthony Towns as Carl Anthony Towns, you know, sort of progresses. I think obviously now he's, or according to him playing with like one limb and, you know, and, and came in kind of out of, out of shape. I think he would say, you know, not in basketball shape. So we've seen three games from cat where he's been awesome playing with one hand and somewhat out of shape. So I don't think you can really, I mean, he's 25, like he's in his prime, like he's ready to roll as far as what he can do out on the floor. So they're they're good there. But you remove that piece from it, and I don't even know what the perfect analogy is, but it's like you pull that out and the house of cards is completely done and completely out. They're going to lose every game without him by 20 points, pretty much. So then off the incompetent point, 
This is the one thing. This is the one thing I can't get my head around. Okay, because Cat's a great player. So, so like, yes, of course, if Cat does not play, the Wolves are not going to be as good. I get that. But when you watch the, the games without Cat, how much responsibility do you put on the core players who are still there, who clearly aren't uh, when Cat's not playing, holding up their end of the bargain, and how much goes to the coach? Because you know. If they were playing without Cat Dane and they lost by, let's say, 8 to 10 points, you'd say to yourself, okay, not great, but not completely shocking. But in watching those games where he didn't play, I was just amazed at how badly they, how bad they looked, how bad they lost. So how, how much goes to the players themselves who are playing without Cat and how much goes to Gerson and probably more so Ryan? Right. It's kind of complicated. Um, I would say, you know, you need to acknowledge that they, when they lost Cat, it was at the very beginning of a road trip. And you're playing that two LA teams were arguably the two best teams in the league. Like, I wasn't surprised that they lost those two games by 20 plus points. Like, you, I expected that, you know, if you, if you lose, if you take Cat out from it. And then from like a basketball standpoint, they didn't have much training camp and everything they put in in training camp is based on this tenant of their both offense and defense like cat is a huge part of their defense as well and when you remove that and you don't have really anybody on the roster who can be a decent facsimile of him on either side of the ball you're just on the fly ryan saunders has to go with a completely different system he has to kind of change up the whole system he has to change up the rotations and so then i think if we're trying to like point a little bit of blame around here like that's on gerson a little bit for not having you know, the, the the pieces in place in the front court that if you lost Cat to have, you know, to have a backup in place. And then I think it's a little bit on Ryan for not having managed the rotations, you know, really well during that time. I think that's what, what you said, Judd, what it blows it up from, a, like, you expect them to lose by 10, but it maybe blows it up to a 25-point game because it's just kind of broken. And, and then I'll say, too, it's on the players because – I mean, for those of you who are watching it legally or illegally, it was – it fell apart like in the second quarter. They just gave up. They're like, all right, we're down 20 already. Like, white flag. And that's what was most frustrating for me is we'd be like the fourth quarter and Saunders would have cleared the bench and Jaden McDaniels, who looks like he weighs like 170 pounds, look, I'm probably a great prospect, but like he's not going to play in the league for a year or two and he's out there playing 12 minutes. I'm like, what's even going on right now? This feels exactly like – preseason or that one game when Edwards was going off, it felt like summer league. Yeah. It, it actually had the feel of a summer league game. And that part, you know, that part's unacceptable. You shouldn't be doing that in the regular season. Yet I understand some of it because cat is everything they do is built around cat. You know, you bring up Anthony Edwards and I think the the first 10 games are interesting in that you can see the the physical things and you can you can see the energy and you can see that you can see the tantalizing things that put him number 1 on the Wolves draft board but then you can also see some of the things like like volume scorer who can't really shoot from outside like you can see some of the things that people looked at sideways and said eh, I don't know about this guy so you know and he had the garbage time game and and that uh that gave him a boost statistically but what game yeah games you're right ball. yeah Multiple garbage time games. Um, so what is your, your early uh, evaluation getting to watch this guy for, for about a month or so? I'm, I'm not remotely concerned about the offense. 
Like I and I don't people. I think he's shooting like twenty eight percent from three right now. And sure, I, all the wolf stats are broken right now because half the games have been garbage time. So I'm not paying paying too much attention to that. I'm I'm watching him play, and you see a guy who's clearly going to be able to score at all three levels. Um, it's you, you you go on and and he's only going to choose pick and choose his spots better and better. He's only going to become he's only going to leave puberty here soon. Like I mean, the kid is he literally would be a freshman in college right now. He reclassified to go to college last year. Yeah, it's there, there's there's nothing to be worried about offensively. I think that is totally going to iron itself out. For me, I'm I, the all the concerns I have are on the defensive end. It's why like people go, why is Anthony Edwards not starting? It's like well, watch watch what he's doing. When somebody else has the ball, that's not his man. You can't. If you're like any coach in the league would say that player that doesn't understand defensive concepts is not in a defensive stance, that's really hard to play. And I was surprised that Saunders closed with him in that Spurs game. And then sure enough, like, why did they lose? The, the, he didn't take a dump. You know, he didn't dunk the ball. It, it, it's, he's not ready yet, but he, he's coming. Like a hundred percent, he's coming. It's just, I hate to be that. Like, it's got to be patient, guy. But you got to be patient. <laughs> so, aside from Josh, uh, Dane, how many guys on this roster right now embrace <laughs> embrace the subject that you just broached, defense? Be- because it's one thing not to be great, but it's another to have a collection of players who seemingly don't care about the art of actually playing defense. Judd, man, Cat does now. Cat does, yes. Like Cat has cared about it for all three games. Like, I, yeah, I, I think. Mean, I, sorry to cut all of up. us have torn up Cat defensively over the years, and like recognize that he's playing well and he's playing engaged. Like that's that's big. Mm-hmm. You posted a clip. I, I, I think it was you that posted a clip. Um, and if it wasn't you, then you get credit for somebody else's fine work on Twitter here. But it was a clip I, of Carl Anthony Towns anticipating the next pass in the lane in a way that we haven't seen. Like. When I watch him and I, and, you know, my amateur fan eyes, like he's been so reactionary and he always just looks a step slower than he needs to in the first handful of years. And he, and he looks like he's more and anticipating more in the paint with rotations than he has previously. And that's encouraging. 100%. And he's put in a hard spot. I mean, he, you can basically use your big defensively in two ways. You can play them up at the level of the screen where they're switching onto the screens, right? Super aggressive. Or you can play super conservative and drop them back to the rim forever from, you know, from Sam Mitchell to Tibbs to Ryan, they've kept him in a drop the whole time. And, and, you know, I mean, there's arguments I've made arguments to try different things just kind of based on like the definition of insanity, but cat has cat has embraced the drop and he is reading the floor to what you were saying, Phil, like in a, in a, in a way that he's proactive with it, right? He's not just reacting to it. You have to see everything that's going on around there. And you can just tell, like, you watch him, and he crosses half court defensively, and he's, he starts thinking about it. He starts thinking about, this is what I have to do here. And, you know, I think what we're seeing is he's kind of taking a little bit more of a back seat offensively because there is some of that, right? You can't go 100 and 100 on offensive defense, not for 72 regular season games. So it's going to move the needle for the Wolves way more if he brings that on the defensive end than if he shoots – you know, five more shots a game offensively. So I'm with you. It's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't, other than that. Yeah. Who besides that? Jared, Josh, Cat, right? And yeah. that's it? 
And and here's here's my I mean, Malik Beasley and Velo deep down inside. Oh, he loves defense, no question about it. Here here's my concern too, and I don't know if it's because of the short camp. It might be Ricky right now, who I think off the court is trying very hard to take that role of being team spokesman and accepting responsibility. Ricky on the court looks old to me. He looks slow. Yeah, he yeah. really does. I, and I don't know. I mean, like he's not—he's not at like the age where you would be like, "Oh, you—you're <laughs> washed up or something." Right. Um, I, I would—I—I I would say you know part of it, a lot of it has to do with this weird off season. He also had COVID. You know, like I've gone back and watched like side by side clips of what he's doing this year versus clips of what he was doing last year, which is literally what like four months ago, and it's different. So mm-hmm. to me. That signals that it's uh, you know a physical shape sort of thing, um, and but you know at the same time too we know this in sports sometimes with guys right it's like the running backs in football it's like thirty and you drop that you know that could be the case too but from where we're sitting you know we can't know that right like we we can't know what it is but at times he gets the ball and it's a fast break and it's like let's get those feet moving Ricky like you know it's it's, it's definitely slower. <laughs> He's just rocking sorrel boots or something down the court. Listen, Dane, we, we love the insight, and uh, if, if people aren't familiar with or haven't checked out the Dane Moore NBA podcast, I'm guessing all the carriers, right? Apple, Spotify, wherever people find podcasts. Yeah. And anything else you want to plug here, fire away. No, man, I'm just, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm doing episodes pretty much every day after every game. Um, that's been a, a good, fun challenge, you know, to, to <laughs> where it's, you're like, okay, down by 30 in the third quarter, start putting my outline together. <laughs> like, but no, I've, I've actually really enjoyed it, and I think people have too, you know. It's kind of that uh, the instant reaction sort of thing is not something I've done in the past. So I'm doing those in addition to I do podcasts all the time with, you know, Burt Robson, who you guys know. Um, from the athletic and some of the other beat writers and stuff. So yeah, just firing out lots and lots of wolves blabber. Right on, man. Beautiful. I think. By the way, I think I think your take about this team being like five hundred ish or or borderline playoff team with Cat, I agree. And I I'm interested. I think a lot of people would say pull those guys over. Hot take, police. Um, drinking too much Kool Aid there. I I think you're onto something, and I think it just depends on how healthy can he be the rest of the year. So. We'll see. Dude, that's the thing. If like you give Cat two hands, I, it, it's going to be like we we still forget it. We forget how good Cat was in the first thirty games of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm not be, I'm not like a Cat fanboy here. Like I've been, we've all talked about this before. Yeah. I've seen problems in this game. I'm just telling you, he's 25 now, and he's going to be at another level. That's what star players do. You get him healthy, and you put decent players around him. Being close to 500 is not a that's not a hot take. No, I uh, I agree. Dane, we'll get you on again sometime soon. Thank you so uh, much. See you, Dane. Take care, man. That's uh, Dane Moore and also Dane Moore NBA on, on Twitter if you want to follow him. Real quick, before we get to the, the – I, I was shocked to see some of these headlines yesterday. But we'll, we'll read you some of these. Our friends at Corona, they have been keeping us hydrated and they have been keeping us refreshed all throughout the football season. And now that we're into like the real meat and potatoes of football season here – Corona said, all right, let's step our game up. Let's give your audience a chance to win the ultimate tailgate experience. Sweepstakes will award six winners with a Corona game day prize pack valued at over $3,500. You get all kinds of cool things, including a 70-inch TV, wireless surround system, 
football furniture. Football. Personally, my favorite thing, the football furniture. I mean, the the picture of the it's it's a helmet, and there's a chair like in the helmet, and I don't know uh-huh. why you would even need a couch if you had. Think six about spending of those. all day watching football in your football furniture with your with your Corona cooler, your Corona grill. Uh, if you're a true Minnesotan, you have grilled in the winter outside, right? So you can you can enter to win and find out more about the rules and the details at GameDayWithCorona.com. That's GameDayWithCorona.com. And you must be 21 or over. You must live within a 40-mile radius of Minneapolis. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes subject to change. Enter by January 18th. Again, that's gamedaywithcorona.com. Corona beers imported by Crown Imports. Chicago, Illinois. Relax responsibly. Oh, you know, I feel like I always play good defense. I just feel like here the culture is different. You know, here everything is different, especially with the guys I have behind me. You know, it's not just me out there on defense. You know, we got Draymond, we got Steph, we got Kelly doing a hell of a job. You know, the, the guys behind me, I know they got my back, um, and it's it's great here. It's great. That's Andrew Wiggins. Isn't that sweet? Casting a little shade Isn't upon that the sweet? previous are, culture he was things part are, of. <laughs> things are great in Golden State. Isn't that nice? Well, first thing, just off that soundbite for a second here. What drives me nuts is when, and it's it, he's guilty of this. I've seen other players guilty of this. When you are the number one overall pick or you are a highly signed, you know, big money free agent, when someone puts a huge resource on your name and brings you in to be a centerpiece, and then you talk about the culture is just no no, it's just, I didn't really like I didn't really like the this or that's like, dude, like you had a chance for years to influence that culture yeah. as the number one bleeping pick yeah, and the guy that people were looking at. He didn't care. But get to the the what what we saw yesterday because this is this is beautiful i think this is hilarious so when you google so we got tipped off a couple of people sent us articles yesterday and we're like i'm sorry what <laughs> so when you google andrew wiggins trade or when you google andrew wiggins name mm-hmm. here are some of the featured headlines that pop up warriors fleecing timberwolves becomes clearer every day andrew wiggins has untapped potential Andrew Wiggins is finally breaking out. <laughs> An all-time heist. All-time right. all heist. Okay. Brock Bruglio, Wiggins Delo. That's not even the best of it. Babe Ruth sold to the Red Sox, <laughs> or sold to the Yankees by the Red Sox. This is from NBC Sports Bay Area. Mm. I'm going to read this verbatim. Mm. And it's funny because Judd floated a couple of those, like, those, like, Babe Ruth to the, like, you're joking. Yes, I hope so. This is NBC Sports Bay Area, and this is not an ironic article. This no, is not satire. It. No, it's very this serious. This is dead serious. It's very serious. It was apparent the moment it happened, but it's becoming clearer with each passing NBA game. On February 7th, 2020, Warriors President of Basketball Operations, Bob Myers. Bobby, I call him. Bobby. Might as well have put a rubber Richard Nixon mask on. Marched into Gerson Rosas's office and robbed the Minnesota Timberwolves general manager. How dare you reference Point Break in an Andrew Wiggins article? <laughs> he simply left D'Angelo Russell behind to lighten the load in the getaway van. Myers acquired Andrew Wiggins and a lightly protected first round draft pick from the Timberwolves in exchange for D'Angelo Russell, who never fit with the Warriors, anyways. That's probably true. It was a heist that would have <laughs> okay. made Danny Ocean smile 
and been given the Neil McCauley stamp of approval. All right, first of all, you're not allowed that <laughs> many per, that many movie references per piece, okay? Come on. Number one, you're not allowed that. I read this, Judd, and I was like, wow, okay, I watched the first Warriors game, and Wiggins looked awful. He was awful for two games. I was So I, I had read these headlines in this article, and, I, and I, I legitimately have not, I mean, I've followed, like, the box scores a little bit, but, like, I haven't watched much Warriors basketball this season, and my first thought was, whoa, what am I missing? Is he, like... <laughs> Are, are, no. are, 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 have they gotten like the second coming of Kevin Durant? Did yeah. he walk into that arena? No. What have I missed the last three weeks? No. He's averaging 17 points on 43% shooting, four rebounds, and he's blocked a few shots in the last couple games. He ranks 185th in the league in win shares. He is the exact same player with a couple more blocks, and he's made a couple more three-pointers than usual in the first 10 games. He's an inefficient volume scorer, who shows spurts of defensive engagement, and this article is what comes out of that first, what, 10 games or whatever he's played. It's 11. First of, all, first of all, it's 11 games. He's played 11 games this season with Golden State. 11, okay, 11, 11 games. games that are just like most of the games yes. he's played previously. Yes. Second, of all, second of all, when it comes to the trials and tribulations of Andrew Wiggins, Forget D'Lo for a second, okay? Let's just go with him. Let's just ride. Let's not make a comp in the trade. Let's just ride with who he is, what he brings, and how he consistently throughout the course of his career has set you up, the fan base, for disappointment, right? Andrew Wiggins, if if these people did any work to look at his past, to look at the present, to look at what he's doing, will never qualify as even close to a heist. He is going to disappoint. He is going to go through a stretch of games where he basically becomes disengaged. And the other thing is, those terrible first two games were probably important because I'm sure he got pulled aside, right, and talked to. I mean, this is... External motivation. External motivation. We have have seen this play on Broadway and off-Broadway play out in front of our eyes more than anyone would care to admit or think. Forget... D'Lo, forget the whole trade. Just look at the player. It's never going to change. It's never changing. That doesn't mean he won't have a long career. And he is going to, speaking of heist, he is going to clean up on his employers contractually and make millions and millions of dollars he already has, right? Yeah. But how can 11 games into a season, how in good conscience, I mean, okay, I can see saying, hey, he had a bad first two games. And, and after that, he's played pretty well. He's played okay. Like, that's fine. But this this author who's saying Bobby Myers came along and picked Rosas by, and I'm not defending the Wolves. Delo's defense at times is despicable, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not defending, I'm not defending yeah, them. Too. Yeah. What I'm what I'm defending is my brain and eyes have did not deceive me for six seasons of the underachieving bust that Andrew Wiggins truly will always dude, be. Dude, they're calling it an all-time heist, oh an all-time. And this is like these are multiple articles. It was one on Yahoo. It might just be a repurposed version of this, but like Warriors fleecing Timberwolves, a fleece. Listen to the language here, a fleece. A heist, yeah, breaking out. This is the type of language you use, and this is what happens when you set the bar so low that literally, like brushing your teeth and and getting out of bed in the morning warrants celebration. Right? 
Oh my God! Wiggins blocked two shots. Let's celebrate well, like it's the Fourth of July. He grabbed a rebound. And that, oh my God! It's a heist. And that quote that Dex played that solidifies to me nothing's changed. Well, nothing. It's con- always somebody else's fault. The environment. Oh, oh the- I'm I'm good. It's the conditions around me. Right, dude. BS. You bring up. So you brought up like. Speaking of heist, you brought up the fact that he's gonna he's gonna be pulling money from ownership groups for a long time, right? Years to come. So he is the 29th highest paid player in the NBA. So he is he is one of the like there's still, what 30 teams in the NBA, right? So he's one of the highest paid players in the entire league. He's not quite. He makes like 30 million dollars. I think that goes up to 35 or something by the end of the contract. He's the 29th highest paid player in the NBA, and we are literally celebrating. Woo! This guy. This guy blocked a couple shots the other night. This is amazing. He makes he makes more money than Giannis and Damian Lillard. And people celebrate, oh, he's shooting 43%. Oh, yeah. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Wiggins has figured it out. Come on. And I get, you mentioned D'Lo. D'Lo has flaws. Like he couldn't defend a broomstick at this point if he tried. It doesn't really seem to care to. And he, and he, yeah, and he goes rogue offensively sometimes and... Um, so, like, this isn't to say that D'Lo is this amazing no. player. He's got flaws, too. For what the Wolves are trying to do, I think D'Lo is a better fit. Plus, they've been there, done that with Wiggins. If this trade leans in favor of Golden State, it's because of the first-round pick. Yes. That, like, whoever they get with the first-round pick. If that guy turns into the next Clay Thompson, then yes. For sure. You have then, won the trade. Yep. So, like, oh, yeah. that's But, but if, if the Warriors have fleeced the Timberwolves, it's because of that. Not because of Andrew Wiggins finally shooting forty three percent and blocking a couple shots last week. But like, I'm sorry, after six years <laughs> of watching this guy play, he's not changing. No, like he'll go through spurts. We saw him. He'll go through spurts. But but this is one where, where I'll go to the cliche of people don't change. He's not changing. He's always going to blame other people. He's always going to claim when he's playing well. Well, of course, this is me. Yeah. Like, like I've seen, I've seen the act on and off the court so many times. I mean, go back to his his. I, I think it was two years back uh, after the Wolves beat somebody and Wiggy and you know Wiggy fashion went off. Yeah. I love my shot. I love my. I love to shoot. I love my shot. You are clueless. You might be a good guy. I have no clue. But as far as basketball goes, right? You are clueless. You you are are not motivated consistently. You have a world of skill. You will never apply it. And there is a reason why the day that Gerson made that trade, Wolves fans, for the most part, were absolutely thrilled, even giving up a lightly protected first-round pick, to be able to dump off that contract because you were thrilled to dump off that player. Yeah. You know it's amazing. So like, I, I just I read that and it just boggled my mind. This dude is, and he's he is a nice guy. This is why I feel a bit bad. We had that sit down a couple of years ago, yeah. a little kumbaya. I challenged <laughs> him a little bit. He, he thought he said, "Listen, this comes from a place of caring," and so I, yeah. I'll entertain this. Yes, but what, if you gave him, like Jarrett Culver is not nearly as physically gifted, I think, as Andrew Wiggins in terms of like how highly touted he was and. Um, Wiggins can do some things on a basketball court that Jarrett Culver cannot. Culver is is gifted as well. But because Culver is just like Culver's like, I can't really shoot that well. I'm gonna keep trying to hone that. But what I what can I do? I can be I can be an off the ball Tasmanian devil. Yep. I'm gonna go grab ten rebounds. Play defense, yes. If Andrew Wiggins ever decided, you know what? 
I'm just going to be, I'm not, I'm not the number one guy on a team anymore. And I'm actually cool with that. I'm going to be a Tasmanian devil. And the Warriors might say, well, defensively, he's been a Tasmanian devil the last couple of games because he has like eight blocks in the last two games. And that's great. But like, he never grabs 10 rebounds in a game. I think he did it like three times last year, no. twice the year before or something. If he, if like, if he, if he walked into a gym and said, you know what, tonight I'm going, I'm grabbing 15 rebounds tonight. Yeah. Because I'm going to give my team a boost off the ball. Yep. And he just doesn't because he doesn't. But you know care why he doesn't? So when when you sat down and talked to, to him and ba- you know challenged him loosely at least, right, to say, hey, I've been tough on you. Here's why. Blah blah blah. The reason why he, he doesn't have it in him to be that, that uh, Tasmanian devil, as you say, is because his response to you was very, very wiggy even keel like ordinarily if you tell a guy you know you got a world of talent buddy but here's but i have criticized you because x y and z the ordinary athlete sort of gets their back up just a little bit i'm not not saying that they explode or get pissed off but there's an edge there to say you're wrong and here's why Mm -hmm. i feel like you he agreed with me (laughs) yeah but I, i feel like you delivered doordash to him like his response was like, "Hey, thanks. Yeah, well, yeah." Man, and here's a tip for the criticism. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. And yeah. that's why five star he does he does he doesn't have that next gear to apply the skills that God gave him. A heist, uh, <laughs> an all time heist. And by the way, I am still thrilled, no matter what he does, that the Wolves dumped off that contract because I thought it was impossible. Totally agree. Mackie and Judd on ScoreNorth.com and the ScoreNorth app. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. I'll admit, I actually, wow. we had that produced, A, to say goodbye to the Rami intro. Rami, now you can find two to six, two to six on the fan in Milwaukee. Four-hour show, he's crazy. Yeah. Who, what lunatics yeah, would do a four-hour show? I, I like, always told this company, I'm never doing a four-hour yeah, show. Throw a game show Friday in there, and it just causes hell, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I admittedly, I we had this intro produced before Judd finished the season with a 400 batting average. Otherwise, we would have made mention of... Ted Williams, Judd Zolgad, Ted Williams in there. Maybe we can get I it I just like the up-tempo. I mean, that is a really yeah. aggressive, comes-in-strong intro. Like coming in hot. Coming like in hot. It. So if you're new, this is how Write That Down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And we bring listeners into the show every single week to make their own predictions. If you want to be part of the extravaganza, you can just DM me or Declan. I should put his handle on here, too. At Phil Mackey or at Dex's tweets on Twitter, and uh, we'll get you scheduled in. And this, we've been doing this segment for like five years or so. We've kept official statistics for three seasons. And so at the end of the accountability session, I have some all time statistics that I think you guys will enjoy, some counting stats that go back to the beginning of the 2018 Write That Down season. But we are the only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions. Holds each other accountable, batting averages and and home runs, and we've spun off now. Also on Wednesdays, 
a football and Vikings-centric edition of Write That Down. It doesn't preclude us from also making Vikings and football predictions in Mackie and Jed Write That Down, but we've just expanded the franchise to Purple Daily on Wednesdays as well. So if you want to be part of either one of those, hit hit me up, hit Dex up on Twitter. Our DMs are open, and uh, we'll get rocking. You guys ready for an accountability session here? Yeah. yeah. It depends. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yep. Judd had a nice hot start to the to the first week of the season going three for three. Wasn't necessarily the case here. Hey, you know what? It's a long it's a long season. Oh for two is gonna happen. Well, you predicted Jordan Greenway would be traded this offseason. I came close. No, that's fine. Yeah, I came close. They floated him a couple yeah, times, right? Him. And then my home run prediction. Make sure you mentioned that. That was a home run, though. This might have been a forced home run prediction. I don't know, but you said Kevin Stefanski will be fired after his first season as Browns head coach. And now, technically, that could still happen, I guess. But and keep in mind, we're I, just gonna take it off. I the made board. that prediction. I think right after he got hired, too. I think it was March. Yeah, he's uh, he's the greatest. All right, coach it's a long season. It's history, a long so. season. He, even Teddy Ballgame grounded out to short a couple times. <laughs> well, they shifted him, so grounding yeah. out to short Lou would be Boudreau. tough for Teddy Ballgame. Lou Boudreau did. All right, let's get to my predictions here. Oh. I told you guys, uh, actually, this first one, I, le- I this is from last week. I forgot yeah. to delete that one. That's okay. So I'm not going to give myself, I'm not going to dock myself <laughs> twice. I told you guys that there would be a credible report of Auburn having interest in P.J. Fleck by the time they hire their next head coach. Wow. I did a search. There were some blogs that were sort of throwing his name in, but it wasn't like a report. It was, oh, like he could move at some point, but it wasn't. It wasn't sourced. Gotcha. So I, ordinarily, I would try to push that as a correct answer, but it it just wouldn't. It wasn't going to hold up. No, not not in this court. Nope, not this court. Not in this court. It's a very noble court. Take your take your case to Washington. Perhaps they'll hold it up for you. The listeners had a few predictions. Yep. Paul P. said Dean Evison will not be the wild head coach at the beginning of the next season. Brother Liam, mm. your brother Liam Dex said yep. there will be no returning captains for the wild next season. That's so that right. means captain and assistant captains, Correct. right? So yeah. that's wrong. He's, he's, on, he's uh, on the schedule here for a couple weeks to redeem himself. So. He is. Yep. Early February. Yeah. And our friend Rami, so what I'm doing with the listeners, I'm I'm taking if we've got leftover predictions from like Rami and <laughs> You're Jonathan. Throw and Eddie. Wow. Oh yeah. wow. Well they don't have enough to like accumulate. Yeah, it's fine. Like Rami only has like ten at bats left. You know or what? I'm so. just saying if I'm a listener, I'm a little bit upset right now. Well, Rami I'm is taking his flack. Rami is now a listener as well. And yeah. he has a couple of predictions that might actually work well for the listeners. And he predicted PJ Fleck would take the Michigan job after the 2020 season. Well, Harbaugh just got an extension. So. And by the way, for predictions like these, mm-hmm. I almost think we need a new rule here or at least a discussion. Like if someone says PJ Fleck will take the Michigan job after the 2020 season, mm-hmm. technically, that's an open ended prediction that lives on until either PJ Fleck takes a Michigan job or dies. Right. So we almost need, like, if, if someone makes a prediction like, after the season, blah, blah, blah happens. Oh, no. I, I then think the it, deadline no. has to be like after by the, se- the next season yes, or something. absolutely. Correct. Okay. So absolutely. we'll just kind of know that going in. So Rami doesn't get to sit this one out until PJ's 90 and on his deathbed. Right. Maybe he'll still coach Michigan. Or maybe he Larry Brown. It's the Larry, <laughs> Larry Brown, Brown rule, baby. Still yeah. out there. Yeah, Judd has a prediction from like five years ago. Larry Brown will coach again. <laughs> yep. Well, he hasn't yet. But he's still alive. I'm there. But he so. made it through 2020, so that's a victory for me. How old is Larry Brown? 
he's got to be 80, right? Hold on a second. I'll, I'll Do look coaches it up get hired after 80? Besides Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau is going to be a defensive coordinator just like from the If from any coach home. would, it would be Larry Brown. And he never stays anywhere longer than like no, oh, three hell, years, right? Hell no. No, no, no. He he uh, he burns and churns and gets he out. He is 80. He just yep. turned 80 Nin- in September. September 14th, 1940. There's still a chance. He could take There's some small college jobs. Oh, somewhere. yeah. Oh. Heck yeah. Will coach again. Declan Goff. You had a bad week as well. Mm. In fact, I don't think any of us had any correct predictions. Well, you said the Timberwolves will snap their losing streak on Thursday with a win over the Trailblazers. <laughs> They got smoked in that game. Mm. They were down by like 35. Mm. Washington will knock off Tampa Bay in the wild card round. It almost happened. And uh, I need a ruling on this one. Yeah, I'm a little confused. So you said neither Alex Stalock or Devin Dubnik will be on the Wilds opening night roster when the 2021 season starts. Mm-hmm. Their roster still includes Alex Stalock Who's gonna? I'm guess. I don't think he's officially an injured reserve yet because the season hasn't started. But he will just be placed on injured reserve. Yeah, so he's on the. Team. He is on the roster to start the season. He's just on injured reserve. Correct. So that's an incorrect prediction because he's on the roster now. Where Declan might fight is well, no, I meant like the active 2021 opening night roster. Right. But you got to say opening that night roster. But then you got to. But, but he is on the roster. But he's just not going to be active. If you had said that. Then you're right, but you didn't say like, that. Like, like I'm trying to think of a Viking example. Like uh, Jeff Dugan used to be on the Vikings roster, the 53, but he wasn't always among the 45 active yeah. players on game day. Mm. But he's still on the roster. Correct. So if Staylock, if Dex had said that Staylock was um, was not going to be in the opening night roster or lineup or lineup, then he's correct. Opening night lineup would have been. Because roster is what but I the said. season, yeah, but the season, he's on the roster. He, he's j- just going to be placed on IR. Okay, okay. just just to, just to see how much of a screw job this is for Declan. When you made this prediction, were you making it with the idea that Alex Stalock had an injury, or were you making it with the idea that he would just be gone? I I figured he would not make the team, and Coppola was going to make the team. Okay, and this so was, you were trying to get was, by on a technicality. And here. this was like I made this in yeah. August or September. Yeah. And now he's got some. Do so we know what the upper body injury no, is with him? We, no, there's, no, we just do not. A mystery. No, really no speculation. Um, but I, nothing concrete. I, I do have a one to bring to the committee that maybe, unless there's another page of Declan notes that come up, come up here. Nope, that's it. It's all the because I'm pretty sure I said in like week four that Justin Jefferson would be a first or second team All Pro, which would have been a four, which would have been a home run. You did. You, yeah, that was for, and you're right. Um, so that, you, you said it in week four. Yeah, I said it like I said it early in the season. It wasn't. When he was popping yeah. off. So that counts for last year's batting average. You're right. You did say that. Okay. I skimmed past it and, and forgot that that happened. Very good. So you, never forgets. you get a point. We'll go back and adjust your last year's batting average. The question is, is that a home run? I don't know if we ever decided in the moment. I think I remember the moment you guys said it was a home run, but I'm not going to. not gonna. I don't know. I think. I said it pretty early. It's close. Maybe it was like towards the bye week or so. No, it was before the bye week because the bye week by then he was popping off. I think it's we need close. to find when you said it. Yeah. We'll we'll do a deep we'll do a deep dive into this. We'll we'll investigate yeah, this. this. Feels okay, like we'll, it, it must go offline. Put a okay. pin in that. Okay, and let's we'll, get back we'll to this. We'll throw a pin in that. So okay. here are the 2021 season stats. Judd Zolgad still has a 600 oh! batting average start the season. Wow. It's, early. Early. A lot, it's, a lot so, it's so early right now. Listeners are batting 250, and Declan and myself do not yet have a hit. No home runs on the season for anybody. 
And a new category here just for fun. We won't necessarily do this every single week, but here are career stats since 2018. The batting average thing is a little hard. I'm working on how to tally that because it's just my spreadsheet system is a little <laughs> and bit wackadoo. And you got walks and hit by pitch <laughs> right. and official at bats. But I can tell you that Judd Zolgat is the career write-that-down leader with 143 hits oh. since the beginning of 2018. Rod Carew, baby. The Pete Rose of write-that-down. I have 112 hits, but I have the most home runs. I have 10 home runs. Judd has eight home runs. Surprising pop from you. It's a good pop. Oh, if it's surprising. You got a lot of pop. It's just standard expected pop from me. Uh, <laughs> listeners have 89 hits and nine home runs, and Declan in his first season with 31 hits and a couple of home runs, possibly a, a, a third home run there, too. We'll go back and, and review it. So that's uh, that's where Write That Down stands going into another season here, 2021. And like we said earlier, we bring listeners in every single week to participate and take their swings. And so let's get our guy Tony in here. Tony, are you ready to knock some dirt off your cleats and swing for the fences? <laughs> I, I am ready to swing for the fences, guys. Awesome. So here's how this is going to work. You're going to go first, and then we're going to go Judd, Declan, Phil. We're going to make three trips around the room. Uh, predictions must be quantifiable. Otherwise, that's pretty much the only rule. You can pred- it, it can be sports. It can be, it can be movies. It can be predictions about Judd's beer drinking. Literally anything goes. Write it down. You like writing things down. So, Tony, what's your first prediction? All right. All right. First prediction, I'm going to get this one off the board because uh, after the national championship game, I feel like you guys could go with this one. Um, So I'm going to say five quarterbacks will be selected in the top 13 picks in the NFL draft this year. Wowza. That's a home run if that happens. (laughs) Hell yeah. I could see it happening. There's a lot of teams. for the fences. I, I like it. it. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that are. There's some teams like the Lions could draft a quarterback too. You know? So who, who are the two besides? Yeah. Well, our our guy from BYU, the B, BYU the top kid, three. Trey yeah. Lance. Trey, yeah, Trey Lance is four. Mac Jones. Trey, Trey, Trey Lance and then uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. I don't yep. think we're gonna make him like. And I could see teams like. Uh, no, like, that's fine. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Judd, you're up next. All right. The Timberwolves will have at least one game postponed and or moved to another date because of COVID. We're seeing problems, and I I think we're now getting more and more NBA games uh, delayed and postponed, blah, blah, blah. So the Wolves will have at least one game postponed and or moved to another date because of COVID. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Fair enough. All right. Declan Goff. Uh, my Juan Pierre single here. Uh, the Minnesota Wild will win their season opener. Judd, did you you didn't make that prediction last week, did you? I don't think so. Hold I don't on think a you did. Me, I, you had, I think see. you had. I think you had like first goal. Yep, I did. Zach Parise will score the Wild's first okay, goal last so week. So I'm but... just going to say the Wild will win their season nope. opener. I just need my first hit of the season. So write this down. Like, write it down. You like writing the things Kings, down? So I swear to, if they don't win, it's going to be uh, hockey's hockey's pretty random it though. Is a, so it's a little it's random. Not, it's not Game a one, Declan. Yeah. Fire everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Dean Everson. You'll hear it. You'll hear a reaction. Fire too. everybody. All right, write this down. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is here. Off our Andrew Wiggins discussion. I'm going to go with an advanced stat that I love that okay. I think encapsulates how good players actually are. Andrew Wiggins will finish outside the top 150 players in NBA win shares. And according to basketball reference is where I'm looking at this stat. So he will, despite the heist that the Warriors have pulled, according to all the Bay Area media, 
and the fleece job that Andrew Wiggins is breaking out with the Warriors. No. He'll finish outside the top 150 in NBA win shares. He'll get enough playing time to qualify, okay. but it ain't going to happen. Sorry. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Tony. Your second prediction. All right, second prediction. Um, I'm going to go with a, a salary cap prediction. Um, everybody's been talking about how it's going down. I'm going to say that it's still going to go up. I'm going to say it's going to go up at least $7 million this year. So I just saying- don't think that the NFLPA uh, will allow it. What's that? No, keep going. Keep going. Oh, no, I just don't think the NFLPA uh, will get on board with it going down. Um, you'll you'll have guys that maybe shouldn't be cut, getting cut just to, to free up cap space. Obviously, it limits, uh, you know, the free agent market and who can go where. Um, I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to say that it's actually it's still going to go up. All right, so Tony says, and I believe he said up $7 million dollars. Um, so it'll go up yep. by at least $7 million, what he said, okay. in 2020. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Judd. And we have a little bit of a delay between us and Tony, and yeah. so I'll stop just, like, stop starting when we get his third prediction. <laughs> That's 100% my fault. Judd, you go ahead. <laughs> Write that down. Prediction number two for me. The Colorado Avalanche will win the Stanley Cup. Ooh, okay. As we start run. the National yeah. Hockey League season, the Colorado Avalanche will be your Stanley Cup champion. Where are they in the? I don't know if you looked uh, at sports books. Are they the favorite? Like, they're yeah. like top three. So it's, a, I would say it's still. But they're pre- a favorite. They're predicting a favorite. the Stanley Cup champion at the beginning of a season is that, always a home that run. That takes yeah. big cojones. It does. It takes yeah. a four hundred hitter. It takes yeah. a Ted Williams type. Sam Cassell, baby. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Next prediction: Cam Talbot will make at least 30 saves in Thursday's opener <laughs> against the Kings. 30 saves for Cam Talbot. I like how you're going for the immediate. At least, at least 30 saves. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, don't pin yourself on 30, my man. By the way, we've been getting some complaints on the Score North YouTube channel, and, and we've been posting near-daily videos that I hit the rock button too much. Write it down. You like writing things down. During the segment, and so I'm trying to decide, should I just keep hammering it anyways, or should I scale back We're getting for complaints the about that? Yeah, they're just like, why do you guys hit so many buttons all the time? I don't know, because it's fun. Because you like to. We have a button yeah. bar. It's because Phil likes to hit buttons, yeah. folks. You figure that one out yet? Yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's just buttons over here. <laughs> I don't know. So, all right, I'm gonna once again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with something I said earlier in the show here to Dane Moore. The Timberwolves are really good with Carl Anthony. Well, they're relatively good with Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup, mm-hmm. and they, and they just everything gels better. In the game, write this down. In the games that Carl Anthony Towns plays in, the Timberwolves will finish at least 500 in those games. I think they are 2 and 1 in those games right now. They are. They won the first two and then they narrowly lost in overtime. Correct. So, be, so they'll be, be very least, competitive. They'll they will, be at least 500. At least 500 in the games in which Carl Anthony Towns plays. And okay. he's supposed to play tonight against Memphis. So they're going to win. That means that's not verbally binding. All right, back over to Tony, your final swing, Tony. Go ahead. Oh, we lost Tony. Oh, He just fell. Okay. He just fell off the screen. I had a, bad feel. Kind of I had a bad feeling. Let's do this because you've got his contact info. Yeah. Actually, he's jumping back right, in here. here we'll, we get, we'll get him at the end here. Jerry, go he's, ahead. He's back right uh, He's back. I'll text him. All right. My final write-that-down prediction for this week. Alex Ovechkin will lead the NHL in goal scoring this season. With 30 or more in the 56 games. Okay. So Ovechkin will lead the National Hockey League in goal scoring for 2021 with 30 or more goals. Okay. Ovi. Cover my butt. Going for it all there. 
For sure. All right, and we'll Dex, we'll go you, me, and then we'll we'll, we'll catch up with Tony at the end here you got for it. his last one. So All go right. ahead. I have a uh, WWE prediction here, and this is yes. a home run. Alexa Bliss will win the Women's Royal Rumble. So I've been trying to do some research here of like which women's wrestler can win the Royal Rumble because I feel like all of them have really achieved that feat or or they've been pushed over. And what they're doing with Alexa and and having her like with the Fiend, she's never won the Royal Rumble. Like Charlotte Flair won it last year. Mm-hmm. Some people think it could be uh, Rhea Ripley. Like Rhea Ripley's one of the odds-on favorites to win it, who was the NXT champion going into Mania last year. But they haven't pushed Alexa Bliss completely over, and what she's doing with the Fiend, I think, is super unique. And with no crowd too, she's gonna like come in all spooky like. And I feel like she's going to win the Royal Rumble. Judd, your your analysis on what Declan no, just said. I have, he might as well have said it in French. <laughs> I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> like he might as well have been talking in tongues. The well, Exorcist. Not, I don't know what you just said. It's not Bailey. It's not going to be Charlotte. I, Becky Lynch had a baby You're a month ago. Me. She ain't coming we, back. We should have a segment where Declan gives like a sixty second re- professional wrestling piece of analysis, and then. Judd has to figure out, although, well, did he make that all up, or was it actually al- true? Although you you both would, would be very impressed that on YouTube last night, I watched the 2007 storyline of Vince's limo being blown up. Wow. <laughs> I came, wow, dude. Because I came, oh, oh, because, because it surfaced that Trump called WWE the next day and said, Thought that it was real. Is Vince okay? Yeah. And he thought he was dead, so I'm like, "What the Dude. hell is that?" So I yeah. wa- I watched it, and and then and then I found out more about how the storyline itself fell apart quickly. It's really interesting. Yeah, so uh, that's one of the most amazing like two week stretches in they WWE. Dropped history. it. Yeah. So they yeah they had this they had this angle where like Vince was kind of Vince was down on his luck or something, and then he walked into this limo, and the limo blows up to end Monday Night Raw. And it was just left with, oh my god, did they just kill off? They just killed off <laughs> Vince McMahon. They just killed him off the show. And then a few days later, or I think it was the next Sunday, they had a pay per view or something. And Chris Ben, that was the Chris Benoit yep. murder oh. suicide. He killed his family. And that, yep, yep. And so then, so one week after they killed off Mr. McMahon, this huge like real life tragedy takes place. And Vince opens the Monday Night Raw the week after in the middle of the ring, saying, "Some things are storyline." Like what happened in the limo last week, and some things are not. Yeah. The Chris Benoit thing is not. They had to tell the audience because they just faked the death of one of their top stars. And they blew up his car, so they, they it turned out had filmed it like a week before. But then to make it plausible, they actually blew up another car live. Yeah. So fans walked out and like would see like there was a car. Oh my blown god, up. this happened. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. My final prediction. Oh my God. It's a parlay. It's a Corey Kluber parlay. Ooh. The Minnesota Twins will sign Corey Kluber before the season starts. And he will start either game one or two. He will start either game one or two in the Twins rotation. Hmm. Oh, that's a home run, yeah, baby. I, so too, I don't know. Man. That's for sure a home run. Yeah. Seniority. I think they're I, I think they're gonna look at him and say, All right, yeah, he's back. I think Maeda goes game one, and this is all just me off the record. And then I think they're going to go Kluber game two and Jose Brios game oh, three. Oh, it's binding. If Brios <laughs> doesn't start game three, you're screwed. Uh, he looks cooked. All right. That's a home run. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's a big T- Tony, your final prediction. Mm. Fire away. All right. This is a three-parter, so kind of follow along with me here. Um, one of 
them, you guys are not going to like one bit. But I'm going to say in the offseason, Harrison Smith will uh, receive a contract extension to lower his salary cap number. Um, Kirk Cousins will also restructure his deal, adding on another year. Wow. That's the part that you guys are not going to like. Yeah, I hate you. And this all ties in. This all ties in. All that salary cap space will be used on either Joe Thune or Brandon Scherf. All right. Um, in the off season, I love the swing. So they will here. sign one of those two guys. That is so a, that that's that, a monster home run. It is a monster home run. I wouldn't <laughs> rule out the Cousins extension because they've got to yeah. they like they, they have to his smooth cap number is thirty one million. Smooth this it year. out, baby. Smooth, keep smoothing it out. That's a great one. Keep smoothing it out. I can't stand yeah. it, but it's a good year, one. Lower that cap number, <laughs> Tony. Uh, since you have this platform right now, is there anyone in your life that you would like to thank that got you to this point? Uh, well, one of my good buddies is an avid listener of the show, so I'll give a shout-out because I'll know he'll actually listen in here. So I'll give a shout-out to my buddy, John Rumpel. I'll see you at work today. Um, thanks for sticking by with me through this uh, rough biking season. Right on, man. All right, Tony. Great job. See you. Awesome. We'll see how right, your predictions thanks play for out. Guys. Stuff. Thanks yep. for coming on. Write this down. All right, and that's how we that's how we do it on Write That Down. Three predictions. Most of them are probably going to be wrong, except for Judd's, who is the all-time leader in hits with 140. Noted wrestling aficionado Judd Zolgan. Uh, uh, we need to give Judd a list of YouTube wrestling yeah. rabbit holes to go down. I mean, They're great. I, They're I, fun to watch. Should we give him the one where Mae Young gives birth to, to a, a hand? hand? That's a pretty good one. Actually, give, <laughs> give me five. Like five things. Let's do it right now. Okay. We'll get Royce on here in a second. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, write that down. Also available not only on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com as part of Mackie and Jeb, but if you want to actually see us in our faces in the segment, just subscribe to youtube.com slash scorenorthmn and youtube.com slash purple daily podcast. So they didn't tell Trump that basically, hey, Vince is going to look like he died, but he's not dead. Well, I don't even know why Trump. W- I think it's just because those guys were friends and at the time, right? Trump was involved in a couple storylines. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. I, I was in fact, I think mind. Trump was. I think Trump was in a storyline the week before they blew up the car. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I think the, he was the, watching for his own pleasure from the fact that he he had been in the storyline, and so he saw Vince die, and I think he was very upset. The, the hair versus hair match: Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. I think that has to be on there. That's right. Vince had his head shaved. Yeah. Yeah, if you want, why don't you do the, well, you're already kind of in that era, so if you want to do the. No, hold on a second. I'm going to write these. Well, let me, the Montreal Screwjob is one that you okay. 100%. Yes. Send these to me. I like this idea. So Montreal Screwjob, I'm trying to think of how far back we could go here, Dex. You know what? The NW, Actually, the NWO, the formation of the NWO would be a good one. Yep. That'd be fine. Um, Are you? What are you looking for here? Yeah. Are you looking for like. I'm looking for juicy, good, funny storylines. Okay. So, so like, not, it does not have to be a great match, but just a good storyline. Something DX related. I'm trying to think. Like, back when they had good storylines, because it sounds like now they suck. I yeah. mean, could we do the one, like, Chris Jericho, where Shawn Michaels was, like, down on his luck and poor? And, and Chris, do you remember that storyline? That, that was JBL and, and Shawn Michaels, I thought. I think they did it a couple different oh. times. <laughs> <laughs> they say, might have done it a third They went back to time. that well. Oh, my God. All right. We'll give you a list. All we'll right. give you a list, we and we'll come up with We can this. maybe do it on tomorrow's show. Beautiful. Sounds good. All right, write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Woo! All right. Uh, upon further review, literally as we wrapped up, write that down. The Wild sent out their opening night roster. And what is the designation for Alex Stalock there, Declan? He is on the Matt Zuccarello, Marco Rossi, and Alex Stalock are on the as injured non-roster players. So injured non-roster, non-roster players. 
Yeah. All right. All right, so Declan gets a point. We're going to reverse that, and Declan is now hitting 333 on the season, and he now has 32 career hits in his in his write that down career. Right. And yeah. that counts towards this year, right? That's the 2021. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Right, so, Patrick Royce, what's going on with you? Yeah, just hopped back off the stream. Oh, sorry. And okay. uh, we're getting him back on here. I didn't have you real good there. So there we go. Can you hear? Can you hear us now? I don't know what's going on. I. Uh, How about no. I, I it's not good today for some reason. Hmm. Maybe we can just put Pat back in the green room and then call yeah. him old school style and get him on that yeah. way. And then we can yeah. do some. Let me leave once and dial back in and see if that works. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, by the way, let's keep all of this in the podcast because this, this is our journey with technology every, in 2020 really and 21. Well, but you've sort of figured out how to times. use your computer. You, you and, struggle at times, but you're mostly pretty good. I think we need. I think what's what's happening is his phone is great because he's like mobile and stuff. But I think we need, he's got a laptop. I think we just need to figure out a way to. I think he's at the Star Tribune to too, though. T- today, and my guess is the Star Tribune might not have as good as good of access as his home does. And I'm not sure. Also, really? he's on, it looked uh, like he was in the newsroom. No, I'm really? just. I thought I'm, it looked like he was at home. I'm hypothesizing. Here. Um, and typically, if if you're on Wi-Fi, our connection the connection tends to be a little bit better too. So that's always important. I feel like Judd, like Judd, you sort of pretend to struggle with technology, but you're very proficient on Twitter, and you use a computer for like 12 hours a day, and you're doing yeah, vi- video do the- streaming with us and stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not as much of a hurdle for you. Can good you hear us now? It. It's good now. All I don't right. Know Look at All that right. troubleshooter technology. So Pat, I don't I don't know if, if you've been watching a lot of Warriors basketball so far this season, but here are some of the headlines that come up when you Google Andrew Wiggins. Warriors fleecing Timberwolves becomes clearer every day. Andrew Wiggins has untapped potential. Andrew Wiggins is finally breaking out. An all time heist of a trade for the Warriors. I saw and I was, that. And I was like, wait. I really like I went and looked at his numbers. He's okay. He's averaging seventeen points on forty three percent shooting, and he blocked a couple shots the other night. Like, what am yeah, I missing? What, I I don't know. I saw the same thing, and I said, "What?" I watched him the other night, and they were saying he's got to have more energy and stuff <laughs> like you know. And I think it was the Warriors announcers that I was listening to on uh, you know because sometimes that's what you get on WNBA uh, or the NBA Network. And uh, they were kind of so. What, what do you have? Like a one and a half good games, and it's a fleece. Meanwhile, the other guy now he couldn't guard me, but he, you know, he put up what thirty three and or something like that right afterwards. So now I suppose the fleece part is if they get the fourth or fifth draft choice, right? Yes. It's a top yeah. three protected pick. And so, yes. So if they end up getting fourth or fifth pick, then you could say, okay, we got this guy who's going to break our heart, but we also get the fourth or fifth pick. And they got uh, D'Angelo who's, uh, you know, a one dimensional player. Let's put it that way. Which is better than Andrew at his worst, which is a no-dimensional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and he doesn't give a damn about offense or de- defense at, at his worst. So that's exactly right. I would think, though, Steph has got to be a better influence on him than anybody he ever played with here, right? Probably. And, and Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is a yeah. better coach for him than Tom Thibodeau was, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But, uh, 
you know, and that, that's very hard for me to say because being a Tibbs guy, although I got to say Tibbs' sanity is worn out in a hurry in New York. <laughs> their last two, the last two games, they got their ass kicked. I loved Tibbs the other night, though, at, at least according to the box score I saw. They got beat by 20, and he played eight guys. <laughs> oh, my God. He ain't changing now, for anybody. The strip has gone to the short-form box on the on the uh, NBA, though, instead of the long-form. So somebody might have taken a couple of guys with zero out of the box or something. But what I looked at, they had eight players. So. Oh, this is great. I just looked at the Knicks stats for the season. So he, he has he has R.J. Barrett playing almost 40 minutes a night. <laughs> yes, he does. He's got Julius Randle playing 37 minutes a night. <laughs> oh, it's great. Just All right, guys, here's a glass is of water. Ta- is Taj playing yet? Tibbs looked. Tibbs spent a year and a half. Taj is there. I don't. Think he hasn't he's played, played yet. Okay, but that'll give him nine, maybe. Yep. But uh, but that one reason is that Ob Toppin got hurt too. You know, the number one draft choice. So he's, you know, that's it, he might be getting a few minutes too. But uh, I said that Tibbs had a year and a half, almost two full years. To look back at what he'd done with the Timberwolves and said, you know what? I'm going to do the same damn thing. <laughs> I'm not changing. It's up to the league to change, damn it. So, anyway. He's great. Yeah, they, they, they so that game you're talking about against Charlotte here, I'm just going to pull this open quick. So they got, they got smoked by a mediocre team. Eight-man rotation and, and eight-man rotation – but seven of them played 30 minutes or more. <laughs> so it was really like a seven-man I'm rotation, you, and New Orleans Noel had a couple Tib- of shifts. Tibbs went, Tibbs went and saw Pop, Belichick, like he was going to get all of these ideas, and he basically came back home and said, you know what, I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Here's what I learned. I'm right. It's, uh, it is, uh, they got this guy, the point guard, Nittalenka or something like that, who I think said, number one draft choice or something and boy he got he must have gotten his doghouse right off because if he gets six minutes once in a while he's lucky <laughs> and that's about it meanwhile he's tied his wagon to that Elfried Payton the guy with the goofy hairdo who used to play in Orlando Orlando that's, yeah that's great hair that's his point guard he's playing him 35 minutes a game and is he really standing you know you know what I had fun looking at though today uh, I wrote that column about Josh Allen, right? And the tweets, you know, freezing cold takes, <laughs> the freezing cold takes on this kid going into the draft were unbelievable. Another idiotic move by Buffalo. Yeah. One guy, how could you possibly take this guy over Josh Rosen? <laughs> wasn't it? Was it Josh Rosen? Rosen? I think. I think. Yeah, I think Rosen was in that draft. Yeah. Yeah, it was Josh. Well, he went night. He went Arizona, picked him ninth, and then the next year they took Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray. Yep. He said, they all with that. This guy can't play. Yep. But the freezing cold takes, there might be more freezing cold takes on drafts than any other thing, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Because of the immediate judgment. Yeah. yeah. Worst yeah, pick of all time. I was I, 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 I was, I was I one of the freezing the cold takes that you probably saw. I tweeted, like, they – I had a bunch of Bills fans in my timeline like three weeks ago. Just just a constant stream of them. In Freezing Cold Takes retweeted when Diggs got traded. I said, well, he's probably going to hate playing with that quarterback too. So <laughs> dot, dot, dot. 
Yeah, yeah. he limited him to 127 catches. <laughs> yeah. He led, the, he led the league by 12, I think, didn't he? <laughs> Although the guy in the Green Bay guy had 115 and missed two games. So Devontae. Devontae is pretty damn good, too. And all those notes. Those numbers for wide receivers are more inflated this year than ever been. But 127 is still a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Pat, all, all of us have freezing cold Josh Allen takes that will be brought to the show tomorrow that we all that we all uh, saw. So <laughs> oh, that, that will man. be a, that will be an episode tomorrow. Oh, I I whiffed big time. Yeah, I thought he was going to be terrible. So, Ugh. hey, well, pa- sorry, Pat, go ahead. But you got to give Buffalo credit because most teams. By the middle of this, his second season, would have said, "Well, you know, we better start looking again." But they committed themselves to him, and he is six five, two forty five, and can run. And he can. I was talking to uh, Grant Olson yesterday. I uh, didn't use the quote, but he was a coach at uh, Wyoming, and uh, you know, linebacker at NDSU, great guy. And he said one day he he was their special teams coach out there too. So the kicker got hurt. So he went to Josh Allen and said, you know, they wanted to return kicks. And they had no other kicker. So they said, can you just, hey, Josh Grant said, can you just throw the ball down there like a kick? And he said he he threw, without stepping into him, he threw like these big, high-floating 65-yarders down there to like the two-yard line, one after another. So the arm is uh, unbelievable and – He's a uh, he's a bit of a character too, and and you know what? It, it there was a classic sequence there. Did you see it in the fourth quarter? Where he made that fantastic throw, and the next play it's second and thirty three because he fumbles it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. damn near lost it. Yeah, that was a bad he's fumble. No, he's fun though, and they love him. So unbelievable. Hey, Pat. Cool. I- Corey Kluber, your thoughts? Uh, the, the Twins, I guess, are one of approximately twenty-five teams that are at his workout today. That's one guy that, if they want him, I actually think, given his uh, relationship with Falvey, they should have a chance at least to bid on him. Last two years, we saw him pitch, so there was nothing left, man. Mm. The last times when he came back, I when you when when you look at his innings pitched and the all I want to know is how hard he throw. You know, it was always movement with him, but he better still be 93 or don't touch him, right? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I don't know. What what can you really sign him and then say, what what's he trying to get signed for? Uh, don't know. A million boxers, he wants somebody to give him two for thir- 30 for two or something. Probably depends on how many of the 25 teams are interested after today. He's going to get a one-year contract is my guess yeah. at this rate. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that uh, Falvey, that was, you know, that was Falvey's go-to endorsement, wasn't it? That yes. he was one of the guys that said, hey, these, and by the way, we're still looking for him to find some of these pitchers that uh, supposedly uh, developing pitchers was their whole deal here. And uh, we haven't really seen that. We've seen some marginal guys get better, but we haven't seen anybody turn into a star. I think Duffy I know, Duffy's probably the, the biggest example. Like Duffy, they've had some yeah, bullpen guys. Reliever, I, I was kind of talking about Yeah. As a reliever, but I don't know. Do you think they helped Maeda? Or was it just I'm know, sure yeah, I think it's hard to tell because he was Maeda was a good pitcher with the Dodgers, just kinda got overshadowed because Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. 
So I think he's and, I, he, and, and they kept taking him out of the rotation late in the year. They didn't think he could pitch somebody, but the Twins solved that by never having him go more than six, right? He right. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless he was working on a no hitter, but uh, I I had said before that that I saw him in a few Dodger games late at night. Uh, you know, when you run across those games and boy, for five and a third or five and two thirds, there'd be nights that he was wipe out. And uh, so, so I don't think that we can say they fix it. I want to see some of these. I want a Blazovic and let's, let's see this. Come on. Where the hell is the pitcher development in the minor leagues? Agreed. It would have been interesting if last year was a normal year and those guys had a full minor league training camp and, and, Yes. In a minor league season, would any of those guys have emerged more quickly? Like, what, where would Royce Lewis be at too on the position player side? But they just didn't play. So well, re- yeah, and remember when we were saying we'd, we'd look at a kid like Gratterall and say, and they were thinking, still thinking about him as a starter, and, and you were saying, well, he only pitched seventy innings last year, so you can't like put him in a rotation. Yeah. Be- well, now. Well, he only pitched zero innings last year, so we want him to go out there and give me 150. I don't think that's going to happen. It's, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. You think they're going to go 28 players again? Uh, that's the thing. We don't know <laughs> what the <laughs> rules are. Yeah. Do you think we they'll have a DH? The Do you think they'll start not. with the guy in second extras? <laughs> I hope not. I don't want that many pitchers being used, but maybe because there wasn't minor leagues last year, they're going to have to do it. So. It's amazing. Baseball is like baseball is like. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start uh, spring training just like usual in about a month, and what everyone's like, okay, what are the rules? <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, we don't know. Nelson Cruz, I have no idea who's going to want want to sign me. It's it's ridiculous. It's just stupid. It, it is. It's. Uh, I was trying to think of a good nickname for Manfred. A man fool was the best I could come up with, but uh, I guess that's not very good. Ma- man fraud. Yeah. Man, man fraud's a little tough. You know, it's a little tough. He makes Batman look real good, Royce. He makes my <laughs> oh, guy yeah. Batman hey, look like on you, all you guys who badmouth Batman all those. Yeah, years, me. The guy's a genius. <laughs> He's got Seattle and Las Vegas, and the NBA's got. Memphis and Oklahoma City. I'd say <laughs> he's true. a hell of a lot smarter than uh, you know. He's now now the NBA is begging to. The NBA wants to add two expansion teams. Guess where? Las Vegas and Seattle. How how did that league leave Vancouver for Memphis and Seattle for OKC? I think they ended up. Uh, they ended up. They ended up bluffing for the new stadium, and then they well, the Oklahoma City guy, they, the the team got sold to a billionaire from Oklahoma City who basically said, "I'm moving it," and and they the league didn't stop because Seattle couldn't get a new arena, so they didn't give one. But Vancouver, they gave it about a four year yeah. shot, didn't they? What the hell? I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The NBA is uh, I. Uh, they don't have the greatest markets, that's for sure. Yeah, but they only when you only care about three. That's what the hell? I mean, they, they they really don't care as long as uh, as long as one of the LA teams good, the, the, you know, and the, the new, they'd like to have a good New York team actually, but uh, uh, you know, it's uh, they, Batman underrated.
Batman underrated there, Jeff. I'm with I'm with Pat on this one. Okay. I think you're too All hard right, on Batman. Guys, I got to go. I'll yeah. see you guys. Just later. listen Bye. to the hockey experts here. Yeah, Pat yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Right. Yep. That's yep. right. Yep. Thursday night, I can't wait to see. What the hell's his name? Kaprasov? Except I don't have FSN, so I won't. Kaprasov. Give me a good report. I Sounds good. Oh, full report, Pat. Yep. All right. Post game pod, I'm sure. Okay. Bye, Pat. I'll tune in. Guest right. star with us. We'll talk to Pat again on Friday. Bring in Royce to talk about a game he didn't way. see. And you know what? He'd still be good. Uh, he would be. I didn't see the Let game. Let me guess. A, a, a puck, puck went, went off, off some, someone's breezers. Off Parisi's ass. Ricocheted <laughs> off Fiala's shin pad. <laughs> they, and into the net for a 2-1. They one. shot 45-12, and they still <laughs> lost. The, the skating W is do it again. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow for Reckless Speculation Thursday on Mackie and Judd. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.